shuddered and was relieved when the aunt bustled into the room with a whirl of apologies for being late and making her appearance. I hope Vera has been amusing you, she said. Oh, she's been very interesting, said Mr. Nuttall, glancing in the direction of the open window. The long shadows of the late afternoon made the distant trees even gloomier, he thought. I do hope you don't mind the open window, said the aunt in a brisk voice. My husband and brothers will be home shortly from hunting, and they always come in this way. They've been out in the marshland today, so they'll make a fine mess on my poor carpets. <laughs> so like you men folks, isn't it? She prattled on cheerfully about the hunting and the scarcity of birds and the prospects for duck in the winter. To Mr. Nuttall, it was all purely horrible. He made a desperate but not too successful attempt to turn the talk to a less ghastly topic. But he was conscious that his hostess was not giving him a great deal of her attention. Her eyes were constantly straying past him to the open window. He thought it was an unfortunate coincidence that he should have paid his visit on this tragic anniversary. <clears throat> he uh, <clears throat> cleared his throat nervously and tried once more to capture the attention of his hostess. Uh, the uh, doctors agree in ordering me complete rest, an absence of mental excitement, and the avoidance of anything in the way of, of physical exercise. Uh, uh, on the matter of diet, they are not so much in agreement. No, said the aunt. Then she suddenly brightened into alert attention. Here they are at last and just in time for tea. Don't they look as if they're muddy up to the eyes? Mr. Nuttall shivered slightly and turned toward the little girl to give her a smile of sympathy. The child was staring out through the open window with dazed horror in her eyes. In the chill shock of nameless fear, Mr. Nuttall swung around and looked in the same direction. In the deepening twilight, three figures were walking across the lawn toward the window. They all carried guns under their arms, and one of them carried a muddy white raincoat. A tired brown spaniel was close at their heels. Noiselessly, they neared the house. And then Mr. Nuttall heard... Good heavens, just as the little girl had said, one of the men was singing. Mr. Nuttall grabbed wildly for his hat and coat and dove for the front door. Flinging it open, he ran down the path, tried to jump the hedges, tripped and fell down. He picked himself up and with one terrified look back at the house, ran down the road toward the railroad station. Back in the house, the figure carrying the muddy white raincoat stepped in the open window and said... Well, we're home, dear, a bit muddy, but on time for supper. Who was that that ran out as we came up to the house? Uh, that was a Mr. Nuttall, dear, said the aunt, some distant relative who dropped in for a visit. Extraordinary man. All he seemed to talk about was his illness, and when he saw you coming, dashed off without saying a word. I don't know what to make of it. The little girl shook her head gravely and said, I expect it was the spaniel. Mr. Nuttall has a horror of dogs. He was telling me just before you came down that 
Once he was chased into a cemetery by a pack of wild dogs and had to spend the night in a newly dug grave with the creatures snarling and grinning and foaming just above him. Oh, why the poor man, said her aunt. One would have thought he had seen a ghost. The little girl smiled sweetly. <laughs> 